I haven't discussed this with you off mic. Yeah, but let's do it. Let's do I it would now. like to launch this officially. Okay. Uh, our campaign to get the backpack kid on our podcast. Um, if you know any fans out there who know the backpack kid or uh, know who, his who's management, the, who's the backpack? He's kid? the backpack kid. Is the boy who who popularized flossing as a dance. The ah, yeah, that's what I thought. Kid, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want him to come on this podcast. I want to talk to him. I, I want to understand him. Yeah. I want to. Um, Delve deep. Really, I want to frost Nixon here. I've, I was seconds away from making the reference. Um, you want to? So, I mean, okay. What makes you think that this is the pod to frost Nixon? Well, um, to, to frost his Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think? That to I'll tell to, you to that frost Nixon, <laughs> the backpack kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, why us? What? What? What's about this? I format? think we have. Uh, I think okay. A, we're charming enough to to convince him to lull him into thinking um, we're not gonna tackle him in in the way that he deserves yeah, the journalistic which is, rigor which is that the, he deserves. Which is the David Frost move. Where yeah, like, I'm just um, a, I'm just a big eyed boy. Don't you? What? <laughs> you were gonna lean straight into Foghorn Leghorn there? <laughs> oh, you, so that was yeah. How did he actually talk? Because he had quite a distinctive voice, didn't he? Oh yeah, actually... he's able to do it. Um, um, I could probably do Ma- uh, uh, Martin Sheen's uh, David Frost. Martin Sheen does Michael the same Sheen. voice in every film. It is Martin Sheen. No, it's Michael Sheen. No, it is Michael Sheen. Martin oh, Sheen is another actor wing. called Sheen. There's Martin Sheen, Michael Sheen, and, and Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Yeah, only two uh, of those are related. Walk into a bar. <laughs> Michael uh, Sheen, come on, they're all cha- One of Michael the best Sheen actors. is chaotic in a way that's kid friendly i don't know if you've seen him <laughs> in interviews charlie sheen is yes, pure yes. chaos um i would say no 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 yeah this makes perfect sense Mar- martin sheen is is uh what neutral is, is surely chaotic neutral Milky no 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 michael neutral. sheen is chaotic neutral michael yes. sheen is michael chaotic, chaotic neutral. neutral um charlie sheen sadly is chaotic evil chaotic evil and and i would say that Ma- martin sheen is true neutral he is no, he's not quite true neutral. He's like he's lawful neutral, isn't he? Lawful neutral. He plays yeah. the president. He plays your dad. Yeah, he's dad, and dad isn't true neutral. We'll wait for the future generations. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for future generations of Sheens to 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 finally complete the set. Sheens, <laughs> I think you're going to say other Sheen scholars bigger than us will tackle <laughs> these questions. Um... But anyway, okay. What sorry, we, we got so about? off. Uh, backpack okay. kid. Frost Nixon. I genuinely wanted to keep this in. So I want to yeah, frost yeah, Nixon, we'll, the backpack we'll kind of, kid. Yeah. Um, well, I think we could lull him into full sense of security and then get okay. him. Number one, um, I think he genuinely wouldn't be able to explain or account for anything. <laughs> yeah, I think if we went, why would you? How could you do this, Mister Mister Kid? Yeah, <laughs> how could you do this? Do you think your impact on the world was a net good or a net bad? Oh, it would good. be one of the questions. Do you think? If, yeah, how much money did you get? That has got to be. Well, he did. That's a rude. Famously, question. nothing, right? No, but that <laughs> that's a Richard Madeley. <laughs> <laughs> when you do the dance, I mean, I mean, I, d- I dance like that. I can't quite do it, but I can. Oh, kids do oh, oh, Richard is getting up. Yeah, do it. Oh, uh, there he goes. There he goes. That's not really the dance, Richard. Yeah, that's the Macarena, Richard. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, um, we can get him. We, we can could, get him to admit it's he's a millionaire, man. He's a millionaire. We're gonna have to. So is Nixon. Really... <laughs> so is Nixon, and where is he now? And he was brought down by David Frost, the first. Uh, Podcaster, I'm gonna say the first irony, bro. Sure, <laughs> um, sure. Why not? Why? Why fucking not? 
Um, the uh, what, uh, if, what if the backpack kid, as in Frost Nixon, he comes on and you think, we got him. He's an old man now. He's been out yeah. of the game. <laughs> he's, uh, and then he just flips it on you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that could happen. We need what if to, he takes Fortnite to We need task, to be careful yeah. with this. I was promised money. Yeah. <laughs> he talks over Richard Nixon. <laughs> I'm saying if the backpack kid does it, then it's illegal. <laughs> then it's illegal. <laughs> I just I I, did, I was watching one of the, a clip of his genius interview, you know, where they break you break down Richard lyrics. Nixon's. <laughs> <laughs> I need you when to I stay said, focused. When I said, <laughs> right, sorry, go on. <laughs> Backpack Kid is a genius video. Is is a song about flossing that's terrible, and he went, you know, they get no, they get people to go on as meme. They get meme people. Yeah, but on I all didn't the time. know he had yeah, a song. Yeah. Well, of course he does. Like, come on, that's surely the second move. As soon as you do the dance, you do the song. I know. I know. One day you'll get the full, the full viral. package. Yeah. You go viral when when the video comes out of you spilling beans over yourself in the cinema. Yeah. You then make Bean Boy. He <laughs> on Spotify now. I just I, so I was watching this clip and I really think he has bizarre energy. The way he talks about flossing, he literally goes like, "Flossing is a dance that took the world by storm." <laughs> As if That's it's like, exactly it's, what I'm expecting. It spoke through him, um, a mystery. Was it him? He 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 popularized like it. Scary. I don't think he invented it. I have a sneaking suspicion. Part of me believes that because it was a Fortnite dance that was invented by young black creatives. Yes, they always yes. rip those off. And I have a feeling that he may have capitalized on that. If, but, uh, if you're know. wondering in the world where something comes from, and you can, this is a weird cultural phenomenon that happened mm. out of nowhere. It didn't happen out of nowhere. It's yeah. like we don't attribute some of these things to yeah. certain people, specifically oh. black people. Yeah, um, Millie Rock was one. Um, there was artists who, who, big artists who didn't get paid out by Fortnite. They just yeah, that's the big them. one, yeah. isn't it? Uh, what's his face? Who put, uh, I've forgotten his name. Alfonso Rivera. Yes, um, I, do, I can't quite remember. Yeah, uh, he didn't get any money for um, the Carlton dance from uh, yeah Fresh Prince. Yeah, Alfonso Riviera is his name. Sorry, what I... a guy. <laughs> sounds, sounds like an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> he yeah, pulls Alfonso it off. Riviera. <laughs> well, Stop doing voices, Rory. Oh, the, the talk on the Alfonso Riviera is it leaves a lot to be desired. You don't want to mess with one of these puppies. Um, I'm currently caught in traffic, and I really, I really hate. The range is astounding. From comedy to drama. He delighted us in the 90s. In Fresh Friends. <laughs> now he's back as a two-seater. Alfonso, let's talk about the ladies. Okay, you and Will, you roll out. And I've got to say, obviously Will's crushing. Will's obviously <laughs> fucking along. But maybe you're getting the scraps. <laughs> That's my hope. Where I let James May drink the backwater from every pint I've ever had. What is this? Dad is red in the face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Alfonso, you're clearly a cock yourself, but... But with Will by your side, you clearly have to pick up something. Uh. <laughs> 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 
Duh, 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 yeah. duh, start spreading the news. We're podding today. <laughs> I wanna be recorded on. That's rich, that's rich. Ooh. If Child. I can bring down folk who make <laughs> over to 30 million a year, then. You're listening. <laughs> um, bravo, bravo. You're bravo. listening. Dan didn't warn me about that. You're listening to a special Vegas-themed episode, Woo! which is why I started with New York, New York. <laughs> a state thousands <clears throat> of miles away. Sinatra loved Vegas as he loved New York, although he hated Vegas. He said in the song, what? this town, he hated Vegas. Well, why did you just lie to me and tell me he loved Vegas? I'm, I'm just showing you my working. Um, <laughs> I, that's how I got there. But yes, you're listening to something I'm coining the Vegas special. Hell yeah. Um, I This may pop up every now and again, and anytime I can be bothered to research Las Vegas. But I want to set the tone big because I have a lot of Vegas facts. Excellent. And our figure is Vegas-based. Brilliant. Rory had no idea this was coming. I didn't know this was coming. I didn't know I was on it. I would have dressed up. I would have. I would have. <laughs> We're both dressed as uh, Elliot Gould in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> That's the only character in Ocean's Eleven I would ever dress as, <laughs> is Elliot fucking yeah. Gould. Legend. So, uh, Rory, have you ever been to Sin City? <laughs> I have never been to Las Vegas. Though I, of course, dream of going there once, having a really depressing time and leaving. Uh, Why a really depressing time? Because it's I a hotbed of sin. I'm certain that in all the sin, <laughs> I would just be drenched in sin. I would have <laughs> nothing to do. What if you I... find out something about yourself out there? That's the worst possible scenario. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to be doing any, I don't want to be afraid, and I don't want to be loathing uh, is a thing I just coined about Las Vegas. <laughs> Um, I love that movie. I know. It's a fucking book, man. Don't be that guy. <laughs> it um, is a movie as well. Yeah, it's also a movie. Okay, I, I can't wait. You, I can see you honestly swatting imaginary bats in the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. We could go. Where are these animals from? <laughs> Come on, you fiend. That's my favorite line in that movie. That's really good. That's that how that line about the, the bats where he gets out and he says, "I thought I'd warn him about the bats." I decided not to. <laughs> is that your scene? He'd see them soon enough. That's how I feel about uh, every time I'm about to tell you about debauchery on this pod. (laughs) (laughs) Soon enough, Um, you'll see the bats. But if this is your first time listening, we don't always talk about Vegas, which is why Vegas themed is a big deal for us. We talk about uh, that. (laughs) 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 Sorry, let me say that again. We We have a That's Rich Boys, (laughs) and we talk about That's Rich. Oh, welcome to the That's Rich, That's Rich Hour. Sorry. um, That's Rich. (laughs) We talk about rich people and yep. their debauched, crazy lifestyles uh, way across time. We talk about uh, kings of your mm-hmm. owning people. And kings uh, of mine. <laughs> I like, I'm glad you're getting in on the cheesy jokes. That's Absolutely. where I'm at, this too. Is, this um, is where I'm at. This is Vegas, baby. We truly, uh, so we're, we're just trying to understand the mindset and try and figure out why it is that they, uh, things go off the rails when you have too much money and why it's always the wildest stories and i became for a while actually i've wanted to do vegas because i think mm-hmm. las vegas is such a i was wondering how it even started mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why it's become this figment of of you know horrific 
you know, spending and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's that's what, what we want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I chose it this week. So I'm going to begin with our segment called Minor Royalties. Woo, yeah. This yeah. is where we talk about minor... Previously, it's when we talk about like minor <laughs> things that didn't make up enough of, a, of an episode or yep. bits of trivia from the now of rich of rich people. This week, however, I'm going to hit you with some of my favorite bits of Vegas trivia. Oh, please do. I'm so excited. Can I just say, I think this is... I hope this becomes recurring because... Las Vegas is clearly the heart of fucking darkness yeah, from which yeah, yeah, this yeah. show grows. It's really, there is a lot to it. There's a lot, to, and it's gone through stages, honestly, looking at the stuff uh, I've looked at. But here okay, we go. Some of those sweet facts. Shrimp consumption is 60,000 a day higher than the rest of the country. Oh my 60, god. 60,000 pieces of shrimp a day are eaten. 60,000. <laughs> 60, they eat a lot of shrimp. They, they eat a lot of shrimp. shrimp. But they also shrimp it cocktails, has, presumably. But it also has the largest 7 Eleven big gulp consumption, <laughs> which must oh mean there's several hundred thousand people walking around with a handful sh- of shrimp and a big gulp in the other slowly um, the, the horrible moment where you just you you finally give in to the vegas spirit and you dip your shrimp in your big gulp <laughs> and you gnaw on Slurping. on a on a once great you know sea beast reduced to a fucking snack swim in that you little bitch <laughs> swim fast not so not so fast now, are you? Oh, oh. man, just like, it's too hot! Like, <laughs> bits of shrimp flying out of your mouth and like, slurping on the Just reeking gold, yeah. of seafood and sticky... Oh, two of the stickiest foods! <laughs> Las Vegas must be like a the lips fucking of these oil fellas, strip. Yeah. Everyone's been tarred and feathered. It is hot there, dude. It's a, de- it's a de- desert heat, and they're oh sticky. Oh, like, I don't know what That's got to be the biggest ratio, right? I feel like places with high big gulp mm-hmm. and have low shrimp consumption, and high shrimp consumption have low big gulp mm. and anywhere those places are <laughs> one-to-one is the fucking dead zone where the where the world ends you walk you know because i always picture vegas as like you walk for miles through the city and you see this mirage and yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, city yeah. but it's actually and it's like <laughs> see everyone we're drinking big gulps and cheating shrimp oh the most bruise getting folk everyone is red as <laughs> fucking days long yeah um uh another a few bits of celebrity trivia um, oh, uh, well, quickly, there are 300 weddings a day, only rivaled by Istanbul as the most weddings per city. Oh, my God. And the most weddings per city. Mm, there's drive through weddings. There's, they, do, they do them on the cheap. Yeah, they just... Skydiving um, weddings. Mm. There's... Uh, um, you can get married. No, I think that's it. I think it's either drive through or skydive. Drinks do a bit. <laughs> Uh, you can get married in the flock of bats. <laughs> <laughs> the bats marry We're you. We're married in bat country, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to come back in. I have a few last bits of celebrity trivia. Mm-hmm, um, so before, um, for his 2005 comeback, Michael Jackson had plans to build a 50-foot-tall moonwalking robot replica of himself to roam the Las Vegas desert. What? A, a, and a functioning... I thought you meant like a statue. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we just moonwalk through the desert. I haven't seen the fucking worm from June. (laughs) Just you, just hear. It's out there. (laughs) You mustn't. You mustn't go there. It's the king of pop. (laughs) He's here. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Really? How do we let rich people keep doing these things? Building their. 
fucking that is Ozymandias statues. Truly, that is a, that is a properly a relic of if you know uh, you know end of civilization. You're stumbling through the desert, and a Michael Jackson <laughs> robot moon moonwalks up to you. Why like, did Villeneuve not include that in Blade Runner 2049? No, he goes know. to the bombed out his, wreckage of his, Las Vegas. His vision only goes so far. Um, but even he couldn't reckon with. The and um, finally. Uh, Howard Hughes is the last person I want to talk about, and um, he is Howard someone Hughes. that we will um, come on to later if we do another, because he, he had a big hand in, in a lot of stuff in Vegas. Uh, but wealthy businessman and aviator Howard Hughes requested a bulk shipment of Baskin-Robbins banana nut ice cream, about 200 gallons of the stuff, while Jeez. he was staying at Las Vegas's Desert Inn. A few days later, Hughes decided that he was tired of the ice cream and announced that he would only eat chocolate marshmallow ice cream instead. The inn ended up distributing free banana nut ice cream for a year. Oh, shit. Because of the whims of a plain boy. (laughs) (laughs) The sky bores me. (laughs) I require your (laughs) finest ice cream at the desert desert inn. (laughs) That's a terrible joke. Um, no, I liked it, but he must have. Fair play to him giving it out. Because I, mean. I mean, we've all been there, you know. You want to have a bit of all a self care day, and then you just wake up and it's like, oh fuck, there's two hundred gallons of the stuff. <laughs> what did I do? Oh Jesus, oh. get it out, Lee, get it out of here. Bananas <laughs> and nuts. You know what I mean, um, I, I yeah, I mean, I I would criticize him for that. But if I bought two tons mm. of the stuff, I'd be, I wouldn't I wouldn't even be able to look at the second one. I do oh, that all gosh, the time. Yeah. I get sick of things so fast. Mm. Um. Yeah, well, he's a man of the people, you know? Yeah. Banana, ice cream. To the hot, sweaty fuck. You know what this is making me realize? We were saying about the image of... Uh, did, did you compare the people in Las Vegas to, like, cruise goers? Yes. Las yep. Vegas is like if a cruise crashed on land <laughs> and then just built a civilization out of it. <laughs> and they just, like, they just kept going and it grew. This yeah. disgusting cancer on the side mm. of the desert. Just truly, nowhere. Truly. It's so... Gross, but um, that's all my that's all the uh, minor royalties. Um, Very enjoyable. And I, the main thing this week for our first Vegas themed episode, I want to talk about is the mafia. The mafia ties in Vegas um, that started Jeff Schumacher, who's an author and uh, uh, and journalist who's written uh, a few books about uh, Vegas, um, including uh, Sun, Sin, and Suburbia: An Essential History of Modern Las Vegas. Gorgeous name. Um, who he 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 talks about how it was really the 1920s when the mob dealings in Las Vegas grew into these large syndicates, and that's when they really mm-hmm. started to to run Vegas. And a mm-hmm. lot of people, he's quoted as saying on the uh, Vegas TMI podcast, he was quoted as saying uh, that people often are saying, "Wasn't Vegas better when the mob ran it?" Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really wasn't. <laughs> um, it was just because of the oh. locality of their actions had, had you know ties to local businesses and yep, then also yep. the corporatization of their image and actions mm-hmm, quote mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. which is basically you know they you know that, that image is so sold that they just were able to own and run things absolutely yeah and the image of the mob as as yeah having ties to the local community never mind that those were ties of violence yeah and literally cruelty, yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. exploitation it's like well he yeah. did come to collect my take the collection racket every single day yeah protection racket they often led with a narrative but he was there you know yeah they often led with a narrative of protecting local interests instead of the government but it was really just a narrative they didn't care because they yeah. and you'll see in this so um the main gangster that i want to talk about mm-hmm. is bugsy siegel oh, who um benjamin Bugsy Siegel was born February 28th, 1906, and died June 20th, 1947. Um, his 
the matter of his death. I'm going to start with his death. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, always a good way to start. Because he died in mysterious circumstances, <sighs> in for reasons that we'll, we'll we'll get into in a moment. It's very much. Um, I can give a shout out to you. Probably seen it. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, documentation on Bugsy Siegel. Mm-hmm. He was focused of several movies. Him and his wife Virginia, his uh, mistress, sorry, Virginia Hill, mm-hmm. um, oh. and. Um, uh, also on the BuzzFeed Unsolved, I have a great video on Bugsy Siegel's mm-hmm. death, which I would encourage you to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he died. He was shot four times uh, at his mistress's house. People believe it was a hit, but no one knows how. And at the same time, a gangster named Maya Lanark, who was actually a family friend or a childhood friend, sorry, who he started out with. Uh, Maya Lansky, sorry, my apologies, walked into the Flamingo Hotel, which was a, a hotel that he owns, the biggest mm-hmm. hotel, the building of which we'll also talk about mm-hmm. um with a posse and declared that it was theirs now oh yes that's my favorite shit that's my favorite shit mm. in history is when gangsters do it politicians do it mm. when they just say you know what we're actually uh the parliament of czechoslovakia we're in charge <laughs> we're just gonna hold meetings yeah. like you're the prime minister dave yeah it's and your, like, it's we your... run the flamenco hotel yeah. now it's your it's your it's your town but we run it now uh, exactly as jaden yeah. smith said <laughs> You feel stupid now, don't you? For normal, normal. I fucking, I said exactly. Fucking, I said exactly. To such a fucking sheep, Rory. This is exactly what I've been talking to you about. I just, I just want to be liked. I just want to be liked so much. Um, come on, Paul Jaden Smith. Um, but the, the, um, the so uh, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel started his career in New York with the likes of Maya Lansky, who was a famous uh, an influence. A fa- uh, in, an influencer. Again, sorry. An influencer. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, posted so, photos of his ragu pots. <laughs> <laughs> And all of his legitimate business enterprises, <laughs> and made a real name for himself as you know an upstanding figure in the community. Yes, they they started. <laughs> this so, is my collection of improbably large hats. You guys I wear will... them with my very wide coats. You gotta start drinking fit tea. I swear to God. You better... <laughs> I swear the pounds will fall off, you, and then you can just put them on again in yeah. you know, the consumption of starchy tomato-based hey, finish, foods. Finish your fit tea. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Um, okay, but they started in New York. Uh, he had massive influence in the Jewish mob, the American Mafia, and the National Crime Syndicate. He was a huge mobster, this guy. The um, they, they started in New York extorting street vendors for protection from other Mafia mm-hmm. gangs. Mm-hmm. They'd hustle them like and protect them. Um, uh, Bugsy's uh, was known as Shay. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, which is a Yiddish word for untamed or animal. Oh. Um, because people often said uh, Bugsy was a, um, and this is slightly mythologized, but it was a nickname mm-hmm. that he did. People would say sort of under their breath because of his bug eyes, and he would bug out kind of. That was mm-hmm. the whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Uh, so, but um, <laughs> seemingly that was, that was the joke. <laughs> it's like I guess you had to be there. It's like a yeah. giant fucking bug. Um, and he gets annoyed at you. Um, and he, so how many nicknames did he have? Bugsy. Benjamin Bugsy, Shea Siegel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly Bugsy was the big one, or yeah. the mythologized one. He was called Bugsy, uh, I think, affectionately later when he was more, yeah. when he calmed down, I guess. Um, and then but people were eyes retreated in the back. Jewish community. Yeah. Um, but they began to expand their empire into L.A. in 1937, and he moved to um, Beverly Hills with his, um, his then wife and their kids and things like that because um, the 21st Amendment ended prohibition um, so they had a loop, they were stuck, and uh, to get away around it, Bugsy fueled gambling through a loophole by buying a boat called the SS Rex off the coast of Santa Monica. And you can't get us out here, so we can, <laughs> we can gamble and we can... Sea um, crimes, baby! You have no jurisdiction on the sea! <laughs> 
Um, and he, he maintained an extravagant lifestyle in Beverly Hills where he bought a palatial estate, frequented parties, and rubbed elbows with Hollywood moguls and starlets, something that would continue when he moved when he was moved to Las Vegas. So hang on, just so we're clear, what I earlier said about Las Vegas being a cruise that crashed in the yeah. is kind of true. It began as an evil yeah. sea crime, you know, a yeah. pirate ship where you could gamble. This was in Santa Monica in LA, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But, I but he was yeah. he, he got his training. Yeah, exactly. He got his evil seats. He got his breaking bad star <laughs> on cruise ships. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, for any, you know, comments we get on the pod saying uh, it's not funny, uh, you guys are annoying, why <laughs> Is always late. Uh, I hate you. Uh, this is borderline slanderous. Uh, just know that we always record at sea, and you can <laughs> get us. We we operate under maritime law, which are very lax on podcasts. Yeah, that's why you always hear it goes like anyway. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm oh, right. Jesus. And you hear the, the profound creaks in the bow. The, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Settling laugh. <laughs> Basically, this podcast is uh, over, the lighthouse. Yeah, over time, we'll start mad. developing the voices. And just <laughs> I have a bit of trivia here <laughs> <laughs> about Paris Hilton in 2004. What's a Timberman doing a podcast for? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, <laughs> I've watched that trailer fifty times. So, yeah. <laughs> I haven't um, seen the film. Love the lighthouse. <laughs> love, would love I to see it one I, day. I don't watch movies. I just watch trailers. And I don't even watch trailers. I watch teaser trailers because <laughs> full trailers ruin the movie. The, so. the teasers are better. Um, no so in the mid nineteen forties, uh, so he is. Uh, so I should briefly chat about how he met Virginia Hill, mm-hmm. who was who be- who was his um, his mistress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Blame. was uh, described in Andy Edmonds' book, Bugsy's Baby, The Secret Life of Mob Queen Virginia Hill. Uh, it was described as Virginia Hill was the epitome of the gangster's mole, gun-toting, wisecracking, glamorous and sexy, and most of all, rich. Uh, her name was familiar in nearly every household in America. Women hated her, men fantasized about her, what? and the government vowed to destroy her. <laughs> which is like vibes. That's cool. That is yeah. Badass. I wish I was gun toting and hated by women, <laughs> as opposed to just one of those. <laughs> which one? Decide. Yeah. <laughs> which one that is? Um, um, so um, she was she was a wannabe actress, and she actually tested <sighs> for stuff like Ball of Fire, and she fell into. Uh, and dated, quote-unquote, uh, Joey Epstein, who was a bookie for Al Capone. Um, mm. they, I say dated in quotes because it was often believed that he was gay and, and that she was his beard for uh, a while. Um, proud tradition as, of legitimate businessmen named Epstein. <laughs> as, as this article on KNPR.org said, actually there had been talk that Epstein was gay, but the presence of his buxom, bawdy companion <laughs> silenced it. The past was um, so easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Like, it's just like, Joey, I notice you're struggling with yourself. I was like, have you seen the tits on my wife? <laughs> Why are you a little soft? Are you kidding me? A, a dame like that with big juicy kahunas? No way. No way. That guy. You know, I thought I thought Joey might uh, might swing the other way, but then I heard him yell, a wooga, a wooga, and his eyes puffed out of his head, and his tongue fell out like a roll-up uh, curtain uh, when he saw his wife, and I thought, no, that's... That's a straight red-blooded American male <laughs> like me. He literally, and then anyway, so she was involved in organized crime. Um, often, I'm just trying to think the actual thing she did. Um, it was mainly through merchandising and kind of cooking the books, I think. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh, with, and money laundering and things like that. And she was oh, often class. good in meetings. She was very, you know, she was a character. She was like a loud, obnoxious person. <laughs> <laughs> well, she built that brand the way that 
uh, Bugsy seven nicknames. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, yeah, it's similar. You know, which is, is um, a, an important thing in the world of the mob. So, but she was involved in organized crime all over the place, which was, you know, in, in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, and Las Vegas. Uh, in 1942 um. in California is when she met Bugsy. Mm-hmm. And they started their affair. Their shared love of doing <laughs> crimes. Um, yeah, so they started dating... I mean, there's there's mixed reports about police. Like they were dating. Ask, so yeah, mixed reports. What do you mean? Um, there's basically uh, much with the bucks and broad stuff. Yes. A lot of mafia history is very glamorized and yeah. doesn't feel accurate at all. Yeah. Uh, so there was some stuff about their relationship was entirely business. Mm-hmm. It was entirely they both were in that world and mm-hmm. it made sense for them to be married for images. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like reports the that he was. A, yeah. There was <laughs> there was reports of him being abusive. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that, stuff like that, basically. Yeah, so yeah. it makes reports on what exactly they were like. what, what the true nature of their relationship um, was. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that when books like this make the you know very carefully worded, uh, peer reviewed, uh, carefully sourced statement like all women hated this woman <laughs> and all men jerked off to her. Yeah. Like you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know this yeah. Shit. I think that's accurate. And everyone's like, I don't think that's true. It's like everyone did it. Everyone does it. Doesn't. Everyone, um, everyone, don't ask. But the, so I, I apologize, sorry, they met in 1937, but they mm-hmm. officially started dating in 1942. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, they had an affair, and then they, when they yep. moved to Las Vegas in public. the 40s, they were then an item. The Brangelina move. And I believe that was after, there's no mention of his divorce, but I assume they were together, and they, he just spent a lot of time at Hill's house, and it was kind of a given. So mm-hmm. they moved to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, the El Rancho Vegas had just been established off Highway 91 in the middle of the Nevada desert, an area better known today as the Las Vegas Strip. The resort did very well, and Siegel decided to get involved in establishing his own casino, um, because that was where the big money was, because Mm -hmm. of Las Vegas' lax uh, gambling restrictions. They really didn't care. They weren't on the map, so they didn't... It was still kind of like a sheriff town. Yeah, well done. While still kind of building up. It was still that... they, they They were... I mean... You know, you you watch something like The Irishman and you see how much crime was just, like, yep. known about. Um, yep. And it gets into... Um, there's mobsters cutting about. There's one-horse towns. Uh, Colonel Sanders is gunning people down in the <laughs> street. <laughs> so, um, the, this, the getting involved in casino building, sorry, started with uh, Bugsy being charged with providing illicit services to people building the Hoover Dam. Mm-hmm. And while he was there, he met William Richard Billy Wilkerson, who later was the founder of The Hollywood Reporter and at the time was a real estate developer in Las Vegas and owner of such nightclubs as Ciro's, which was mm-hmm. infamous for big mafia clashes. Yeah. Um, and uh, another fun fact for you, yeah. uh, his series of columns known as Billy's List helped to initiate the Red Scare that led to the Hollywood Blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's like... We t- we did our Goop episode, and it's like how Goop began as just like an email newsletter, where it's mm. like Gwyneth Paltrow's like, you should wash your face before bed, and then four <laughs> years later, it's like, if you want to make touch with the other side, you should... <laughs> it's the same thing. It's, it's the same like, yeah, just, here's um, Billy's list, you know, uh, you know, um, oh, uh, Caluccio's is a nice place to take your broad, <laughs> uh, and the evil communist pig is taking over Hollywood. It's, it's, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's... It's kind of the same today with with freelancing, I guess, in that people uh, just work different. They wear different hats. Some of them black hats, some of them white hats. Um, (laughs) But he, so he, he had been working on a desert project, which um, someone had to watchdog interest for, because that's apparently where the big money was. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, on June 20th, 1946, Siegel formed the Nevada Project Corporation of California, naming himself president. He was also the largest also principal great. stockholder in the operation, which defined everyone else merely as shareholders. Um, Wilkerson, William Wilkerson was eventually coerced in sell- into selling all stakes in the casino under threat of death <coughs> and went into hiding in Paris for a time. Must be pretty weird going into hiding and then making all this communist going into hiding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Funny you that. Know, this, yeah. this exile shit is terrible. I'd love to inflict this upon other people who have different beliefs. Desert Project. This Desert Project turned out to be the Flamingo Casino, a luxury resort, uh, the biggest luxury resort and casino that defined what they are today, basically. Yeah. Until I mean, now they're on this corporate level, which is different. Uh-huh. Uh, which will but it come. broke that ground. It broke that ground. It was the biggest one. That's amazing. Supposedly named after Esther, his wife's long legs. Um, but uh, come on, <laughs> it's always the same shit with these yeah. guys. Yeah, they. It's... That is also. I will say. I said that. That was a. That's. It was called the flamingo for other reasons. So, yeah, they, they, um, there was a few different reasons. No one really knows why. It probably just sounded cool. Which yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, and also his name is Seagull, so he wanted to go for a cooler bird. Um, no, but it's madness. It's always just like blood-soaked stacks of cash, mm. or going a wooga wooga yabba dabba do. Yeah, uh, I know. mean, I've read a lot of you know horny dad Vegas blogs, which is mafia blogs, which is basically what that is. Absolutely. It's so cur- it, it's quite cursed. I'm sorry for all the people that made this episode possible. Eurytus <laughs> <laughs> is greatly appreciated. Stop fantasizing about having your... sex with a woman in a feather boa. Yeah. Um, but so, and it opened December 26, 1946. However. Siegel had really actually uh, put himself in the shit mm-hmm. making it because he was supposed to, it was supposed to cost one million dollars, but he had to borrow what turned out to be about six million dollars. Jesus Christ! Which is around fifty-eight million dollars today. Fucking hell! Adjusted for inflation, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, please don't that's roast fine. me for that. <laughs> that's good because <laughs> it was just like obviously that's what it was. It was just like, and I've just decided it's fifty-eight million dollars. Dollars have changed. Yeah. <laughs> We don't um, use the dollar anymore. Um, so he made loads of expensive materials. Uh, mo- sorry, loads of expensive changes to the flamingo. Uh, you know, building materials were stolen under his nose and resold, driving up costs that delayed the project. Um, they <laughs> they had okay. budgetary overruns with problems with shady contractors and disgruntled unpaid builders, which unionized. We I, love it. Yeah, um, by day, trucks delivered black market goods. By night, the same materials were pilfered and resold to Siegel a few days later. I love it. I love that trying to get anything done in this mob. Again, the image people have is a mob is like, you know, say what you like, but they got shit done. They did not get things done. They were stealing from each other all the time, like vaudeville characters, yeah, a bunch like of, taking a pie from a windowsill. A bunch of goddamn raccoons just stealing everything they can get. Yeah, um, but it opened with great public uh, success. Uh, there was um, a bunch of celebrities turning up, including uh, Vivian Blaine, Sonny Tufts, Brain Dunleavy, <laughs> Charles Coven, Judy Garland, and Clark Gable. Uh, I know, I know, I sound like I've made those up. <laughs> all celebrities, but they were all big like movie directors and actors. Uh, we had Fluffy McGee <laughs> <laughs> and Shiny Two Shoes, uh, Charles Gunlately, and, and uh, the. the uh, <laughs> jazz guy energy and steve that, after yeah. eight mints <laughs> <laughs> star of the upcoming hollywood movie hey that's my dame my point my point would have been made if i just said judy garland and clark gable and yeah i think you would have done it yeah um so Sorry, can i get a couple of those names again <laughs> some of the early ones what is them i i didn't mention because i just wrote raft <laughs> <laughs> But 
it was um Sonny Tufts. <laughs> Sonny Tufts. Brain Brain Don Levy. That must be Brian. I must. <laughs> not not on this show, baby. <laughs> Brain, brain over there. Um, those brain are the funnier living. ones, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, I but the, the so huge splash of publicity, and they made two hundred fifty k dollars profit, which was great. It's not six million. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've done well. So, uh, but... so the mafia wanted to kill him, um, obviously, because that's what the I mafia would do. You know, they kill you. Yeah, if you don't have their fucking money. Um, then... And at this same time, there was problems with virginia hill there's some reports of their tumultuous relationship mm. uh very drunk boozy you know she was she was a uh, she got her way like she wasn't she wasn't gonna be like you know messed around mm-hmm, she'd mm-hmm. been in the mafia for years she um, knows all the uh, all the classic mafia negotiation tactics mm. like throwing a martini glass at the wall yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and making coded threats and there's a story the of uh, and i don't know if this is embellished or but there was one day mm-hmm. a, a drunk and enraged hill punched a woman in the casino Damn. seagull took hill upstairs and yelled you've made me look like a bum shortly thereafter hill took an overdose of sleeping pills and fell asleep she survived after seagull and another mm-hmm. man drove her to a hospital to have her stomach pumped <gasps> jesus so christ it's really you know crazy it's, it's tumultuous it's Vegas, baby. <laughs> 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 is she going to be okay doctor yes i'm afraid she's Chronically over there, you're going to need to talk to her, and we're going to have to keep her under uh, for psych evaluation. But you know, <clears throat> that is Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go do a set at the at the, at the, co- <laughs> at the Coconut Heart. I'm singing. I gotta... I'm a doctor and a lounge actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Changing jackets mid surgery. <laughs> um, covered in bl- so... a blood covered smock is enough <laughs> to reveal a sequin tuxedo. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then, and I, and it's believed that's why he was killed a year later in 1947, June, June 20th. Some people believe that Virginia Hill had him, had him whacked, you know, which is not outside of the realms of possibility. There's a few different angles. Uh, Lansky, Maya Lansky, you know, sorry, Maya Lansky obviously went into the Flamingo and claimed it as his own, so people believe. But that's kind of, I think it's kind of like when, you know, when ISIS say they do every terrorist exactly. attack. Exactly, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's like that. Yeah. And, uh, that or was... when I tell my parents that I've written every unsigned article in a major newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, that was me. That was me. <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I really crushed it out. Just to end on, um, in 1951, Virginia Hill was subpoenaed to testify for the, I think it's, I'm pronouncing this right, the Kivalva hearings, and denied it having any knowledge of organized crime. <laughs> described by, I don't know what that is. She was described by Time magazine as the queen of the gangster malls, as we mentioned, and she told investigators that her income came from gifts her boyfriends gave her because of her sexual prowess. <laughs> A Time magazine article reported in. I've just got a simp. I've got a simp on the (laughs) the line. Where did you get all these millions? He loves me. You know, he loves my feet. I'm sorry that my pussy's popping severely. Uh, That's why I. (laughs) Your Honor, uh, Senator. This pussy pops. Um, A Time magazine article reported in its obituary of Hill when she died in April 1st, 1966, that she spent her time on the witness stand boggling senators with her full-grown curves and succinct explanation of just why men would lavish money on a hospitable girl from Bessemer, Alabama. God damn it, man. I just, again, like, embellishments on the past, uh, notwithstanding, I just miss the days when, you know, if, if uh, Mark Zuckerberg wanted to get away with cyber crimes, he could just come in, you know, wearing a sparkly dress, and the senator's head would, you know, explode like a comedy bomb, and li- and leave his eyes there <laughs> blinking. 
Truly. Um, and that's the life of uh, Bugsy Siegel and Virginia Hill, who founded the Flamingo Hotel and, and made Vegas what it is today. It's amazing. It's fascinating. It's, it's one of these stories that we kind of keep coming back to about the weird intersections between, like, personal relationships and this, like, blood-sucking business world mm. and, and the, the strong connection that they seem to have. I like the idea, I, you know, that we'll never know exactly why he was killed. I mean, if a guy, <laughs> if a guy gets murdered under mysterious circumstances, I'm going to look for the... Uh, who did he owe the $58 million yeah. to? <laughs> like, I'm going to say it was those guys. Yeah. But then he also treated his wife really badly or his mistress or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe she did it. Yeah, there's... um. Yeah, it turns out when you're just horrible to everybody in every facet of your life, you might get shot. Honest to time. God, this yeah. is why these these deaths are always so hard to like. Uh, you know, um, every moment when a famous or rich person dies is like the bit when Malcolm Tucker gets the cake that says "cunt" on it and goes, "This could be from anyone." <laughs> <laughs> these people have so truly, many enemies. Truly, it's, Who um, wouldn't want to do this yeah, to them? Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. And there's a there's a whole, there's always stories of uh, of. of of Vegas being, you know, there's stories of Jay Leno when you see, you know, the mafia. He was around when yeah, the mafia yeah, ran Vegas. Yeah, talks about like being at mafia parties and they're just these angry <laughs> boy. He does this impression of this boiling angry guy, um, and it's just like I think it was just these massively unstable guys. Yeah, um, yeah, these little cubes of rage that acquired this absurd amount of money, um, largely through prohibition, which was as everybody's talked about, just a, a an absurd stream of revenue to hand these mm. as well as incredibly bizarre guys incredibly dumb yeah <laughs> incredibly like i'm yeah. gonna spend this much money I, i'm gonna owe this much money to the worst people alive i mean talking about like taking out a fucking loan from like wonga.com at least they don't come and break mm. your legs was that wonga or wonka <laughs> it's time for our segment the wonka scale that's why we pay you the big bucks <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is the end of every episode. We try and measure up the good and bad mm-hmm. that is done by the rich person we've selected that week, and uh, and place them on a piece on a place on the Wonka scale mm-hmm. because Willy Wonka is our definitive insane evil rich person. Yeah. Um, Rory, do you want to go first? Yeah, I will. So the Wonka scale has two ratings: one at both out of ten for uh, how wonderful and bizarre and zany the use of wealth is, and the other one for how fucking evil it is. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, this is a tough one. He's not zany, this fella. He's not zany's the wrong word, and also a word I hate. I don't know he why he's untamed it, so. an animal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, in founding the Flamingo, he broke ground for Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which is you know the seedy hotbed of everything mm. crazy that we love in our podcast. So he's kind of the Moses, uh, to which I guess would make, uh. Um, I guess that would make I don't know who's who's Christ in this scenario. Who 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 of becomes Vegas. yeah? Um, is it Elvis, late stage the... bloated Elvis. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Elvis, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. the Moses to Elvis. Is <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't care. No, don't you, no, 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 I think good. that tracks. <laughs> and of course, he dies tragically young mm. um, on the toilet, just like our Lord. <laughs> um, That's uh, why they put him up there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's him. That's him, son. Yeah, he did that for our sins. <laughs> um, shitting. The bit of him getting stabbed in the side is the burger. <laughs> Jesus shits for the second time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I would Hello, say blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> it took us a while to get onto the big guy. Yeah, um, we'll I'm, get there. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna give a five for kind of wackiness because sure. although it's not that crazy, mm-hmm. it's so essential uh, to the creation of the later world. Uh, and and a lot of these things uh, begin, you know, Vegas begins in the mob, uh, and all of the New York, you know, entertainment scene in Hollywood all mm. begin with these strong mob influences. Um, so I'm gonna. For that reason, I'm going to give him a five. And for even the somebody from like an eight, because yeah. this is essentially an empire of blood and theft and cruelty. Yeah, yeah. I can't, um, I honestly, because it's such a, um, um, I couldn't, there's unfortunately not a lot of reports about his extravagant parties and everything else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I imagine it was similar to, I would liken it to like the Cray twins. Yes. And yeah. that they were often seen with celebrity. Yeah. Um, that's just what money gets you, really. Although um, what what I find funny about the the mafia image of debauchedness, and again, I'm getting this solely from you know movies and stuff, but particularly things like The Irishman, is that like it's incredibly boring debauchedness, where it's mm. like you know all my life I dreamed of having this, dreamed of uh, getting drunk on the same whiskey, sitting perfectly still on a red leather sofa in the back <laughs> of a restaurant, not moving, no music. Not dancing, not getting up. I just fall into a fucking stupor surrounded yeah. by yeah, yeah, yeah. six of the sweatiest men in big suits I've ever when seen. Yeah, that's like the most stoic mafia movie. Exactly, yeah. and that's, um, the, that's the dream. But I think it's like, um, I mean, I think honestly for me, the closest thing it got to outrageous was the, the Santa Monica thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they clearly lived a hectic, with, with, you know, we gossiped about hill bloody drinking too much and punishing a woman <laughs> um God but yeah. i think honestly those are little flares in and and that's something i think that um yeah i, I really couldn't find anything like i proper yeah tried to it's, it's a real shame so i think um, they must have kept a hush hush or just yeah, it yeah, was yeah. mainly word of mouth yeah, yeah yeah um so i'm honestly gonna go to yeah on, on, on insanity or, or because it's not that like other than you know just just obnoxious drinking yeah. like and yeah, they just yeah, seem yeah, yeah. yeah exactly exactly like cokey 30 year old working professionals that i see <laughs> in pubs and i was like oh i don't like that's not fun yeah they're <laughs> angry drunks they're boring you know they're not like yeah. they have none of the um the fun debauch. and i would give on evil uh, yeah that's got to be did you say an eight i said an eight i'd say an eight yeah because i think i mean the death count I mean, because he's kind of, I guess he was kind of scrappy in that, like, they were against him. But, like, this is also, you know, his oldest friends who killed him. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I would say an eight as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm slightly lower on the Wonka scale, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but, like, I wasn't, yeah. But I thought it was just... Um... I agree. No, I agree. I just, I think we have to acknowledge, you know, uh, his legacy. Uh, and, yeah. And... You know, just as I'm always, keen, just as we're keen to acknowledge Willy Wonka's, you know, tremendous influence uh, on all the fucking nut jobs we have to deal with today, <laughs> yeah. working in their laboratories with yes, yeah. child slaves. <laughs> um, we have to pay tribute to uh, Bugsy Siegel, uh, mm. who paved the way for gambling away the pension fund at a roulette <laughs> table at 2 a.m. with dead eyes. Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, it was a five on evil, and then I heard about how bloody horny everybody was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's an A, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. If you're, if you're going to... Jail be... time! <laughs> you're gonna the be, horn boys! You're going to be locked up for how often you say you committed crimes just because of her capital knockers. Mm. Like, I absolutely <laughs> cannot sanction this for being mobsters. King of being horny on Maine. Oh, yeah. Horny they, on they, the strip. They wear it like a heart on their sleeve. They, Absolutely. They, they, they're so you, proud. It is. <laughs> oh, 
man. Um, but yeah, uh, so this was the uh, the first of our Vegas episodes. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to, we probably won't do another one for a while. Yep. There's a lot of interesting stuff it's about when time. the FBI came in to Vegas and other things like that, which we will get on to. Mm-hmm. But I, I um, uh, that, that may be it for a bit because I really want to get the, the by the numbers research for that. But in the meantime, do join us uh, in a couple weeks' time uh, where Rory will be researching just regular old crazy rich stuff. (laughs) So none of the glitz and glam next week. There'll be plenty of glitz and some glam. uh, We are leaving Las Vegas as so few people have. And we are, as as everyone who leaves, uh, poorer, wearier, uh, but we know we'll be coming back. But you know what? We were bloody horny while we were there. This is Daniel McKeown saying a wooga to you. (laughs) And then it's no wooga from me.